0: What is Snooze Flip? Snooze Flip is one of the most universal mattresses on the planet. You can customize your sleep experience to fit your needs. One side is soft, one side is firm, and you can flip it to the side that fits your body best. The cover is also reversible, with one side up to five degrees cooler and cozy warm on the other side. This zippable cover makes the Snooze Flip a true four-in-one mattress. Don't stress through shopping hundreds of beds online. Snooze Flip has all the features in one and Snooze will ship it straight to your door. The mattress expands faster than most. You can be sleeping on your new mattress on the same day as delivery. There's a YouTube video of us unpacking Ali and RK's mattress in the bar. Check it out. When you are a part of Snooze Sleep, you are a part of a community, just like the DNVR community. No exaggeration, a community of go-getters, hustlers, athletes, entrepreneurs, the people who need to energize their bodies so they can wake up feeling amazing the next day and conquer their biggest dreams and goals. Finally, Snooze Sleep is locally based. We know how much you love supporting our local partners. The thing is, Snooze is made by Colorado, designed for the world. You can all take advantage of a new Snooze Flip mattress that gets delivered straight to your door and Snooze Sleep is hooking you up. Use the code DNBR and receive $250 off a mattress and $250 off with an adjustable base. That's $500 worth of savings on a queen mattress with an adjustable base. The dual split king savings are up to $1,000 with an adjustable base. $1,000. Guys, head to SnoozeSleep.com and grab your Snooze Flip mattress today. That's snoozesleep.com. And again, make sure you're using the code DNVR for the big time savings and, you, and get it shipped straight to your door. Happy New Year, folks. We are back with another edition of the DNVR Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, the best in the land. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Today, we are doing a mock draft. We are going to do the first 11 picks, obviously, the Broncos. Currently in position to pick 11th. If you missed our last episode, go back and check it out. We went through our top 11 prospects, kind of came to a consensus. It was a, a feel-it-out process. We had to debate. We had to argue. We had to insult each other a little bit as we did it. But in the end, I think we, we came together with a pretty, a pretty good list of, of talented players that would make a lot of sense in this system. Gentlemen, I'm really looking forward to doing this um how's everybody doing though gotta it's the holiday season gotta make sure everybody's doing okay before we get into
1: business yeah I'm knocking some pods out early might be able to watch some bowls today maybe get my caleb williams on that sounds exciting that sounds like a fun way to pass a wednesday um and hype to do this i usually miss the mock draft episode so i'm really excited to to be able to do this one fellas by the way, speaking of
0: bowl games, if you do listen to the bets podcast, which Dre does every single day with RK, I threw out some upset picks right before the start of bowl season. Five and oh, five and oh on those upset picks so far. Zach Castro actually parlayed them <laughs> and made a bunch of money, which was not a strategy that I recommended. Um, I did not expect them all to hit, but sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And that's where we're, we're at at the moment. Um, let's get it going, though. Hank, you're controlling this. So, do you want to do the first pick? Sure. Um,
1: well, first pick goes to the Jaguars. And, uh, I mean, are we all on team? They're, they're going Aiden Hutchinson over Kayvon Thibodeau? I think so. Um, you're the Pac 12 guy. Make a case for Thibodeau. I mean, he's a freak. And you look at him, you're just like, wow, that guy's a monster. And he'll probably test really well. Aiden Hutchinson, probably the better football player at this point. Man. Yeah. I mean, I I think really those guys come down to it's just recency bias. Like, Mm -hmm. Hutch was pretty disappointing last year, and Thibodeau blew up the world as a true sophomore. You look at their production two years back, they're pretty comparable. And now the roles got reversed at the end of this year, you know. Um I think that's the case. I think for the Jags, the case is, well, you've got Josh Allen as your stand-up edge. Imagine putting Hutchinson opposite him and what a pairing that could be. Um, It's kind of like your thunder and lightning on the edges, really. You know, And um, honestly, I think it's more Hutchinson, Evan Neal to protect Trevor Lawrence a bit more. And uh, if I was the Jags, maybe I'd just move down and try to load up on some of these dynamic
2: receivers in that top 15 range. Especially when you uh, don't have Urban Meyer picking a running back in the first round for you. I think uh, you might be a little bit better off. I do think that Evan Neal is definitely in the conversation, though, too. Hmm.
0: I like Evan Neal a lot here, too, but it it just feels, after the season that Hutchinson has had, it it feels wrong not to give it to him. So I'm with Hank on this one. Are we going Hutchinson, number one? Yeah, of
1: course. No, no interest in uh, replacing Trevor Lawrence yet.
2: Now that uh, now that he's a bust, I don't know. He, he should. Why isn't he getting the Tua treatment that Tua got last year? Man, Tua at least Trevor games. Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, I mean Tua's got those injuries
1: too. You know, we can get into nimble-bodied quarterbacks as we keep talking through the mock because I think that's going to be a theme. Also think, you know, you put a few more things in place that Trev is going to be just fine. Low keys carried himself really well in one of the more disastrous seasons to be in for a rookie quarterback.
0: I think he's just he's trying not to compound things, right? I think he's smart enough to recognize that that offense is a, it's not going anywhere. It seems like he's kind of just trying to take his lumps, Tried to force a few things early, but really down the stretch, I don't know, I I've been impressed with this composure, just like Dre said, and kind of a, a pretty bad situation altogether. And then you factor in the Urban Meyer Circus. It's I'm just glad that they got him out of there, and it's not going to be a clown show he has to put up with for like three years before Jacksonville finally recognized their mistake. Get him out after one year. Um,
1: anyways, number two Christians pick, Detroit. Yep. Perfect. Um, now it gets a little interesting. I think... Uh... I think maybe a quarterback could be in play here, as crazy as that is. Though I think the Lions low-key like Goff for the time being. Um, I feel uh, like Lions
0: fans hate Goff, but as a casual observer, he's kept the Lions in games, right? They're the best two-win team in in football. (laughs)
2: Um, look, man, I don't want to sound like a golf apologist, but I do think he gets a lot, a lot of heat, um, especially on the Rams, of course, just because he was on a much better team than he is now. And you can kind of just, I don't want to say hide, but I mean, he's kind of out of the, out of the crosshairs from the national media at this point, but, um, he's still fairly accurate at times, man. He can throw a pretty ball. It's definitely not as good as Matt
1: Stafford. That's the one thing we can say for sure. That's true. Hey, guys, so we're on a bit of a time crunch. Could we stop with the Goff uh, Trevor Lawrence talk and focus a <laughs> little more on these picks? What are the needs the Lions have for those who have a simulator in front of us? I'm, I'm having some technical issues. on, um, on They here. say edge, receiver, corner. I mean, I feel like Cave-On Thibodeau has got to be the move. It's kind of penciled in. Right? It's, again, I, I think you'd focus on building around the trenches and uh, it's KT or Neil. All right. Thibodeau, Thibodeau. yeah. Texans. Number three, what are their draft needs? I mean, they say, like, edge. I mean, it's the Texans. They could take literally anything and and justify it. Um, but they say edge, corner, safety, quarterback. Yeah, and a team that really, I mean, this is going to be one of many picks that they'll have the next several years as they figure out this Deshaun Watson thing. And I do think they're at a point where there's not a ton of urgency, and they at least are okay with seeing what Davis Mills has and letting that play out for another year. Cause they're far
0: also a potential trade down candidate just because 100%. they do have so many needs, you know, drop from three to eight and pick up another first round pick and, and just get two more talented players to add to the mix. Um, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'll make the case for Kyle Hamilton, unless we're saying they're, they're just going to draft a franchise tackle and, and kind of put it in place before they get the, the quarterback, but Davis Mills has flashed a little bit, but I'm going with Kyle Hamilton.
2: I would yep. say Evan Neal.
1: I, I'll go Evan Neal, too. Trey? Yeah, I mean, they do have Laramie Tunsil as the thing, but how much are they still invested in Tunsil with all that? I mean, they're, they're a hard nut to crack, but I guess I will stick with Neal. You, you That's not a a terrible way to kind of rebuild this offense with those two bookend tackles.
0: You could certainly do worse.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, And for who do we have? Jets.
0: And what are their current draft needs according to the simulator? They say edge, tackle, corner, receiver. Those are the big ones. Could be in Stingley territory, depending on how he ends up coming out of this draft eval process.
1: Yeah. Could be in I
0: receiver mean, territory too. I mean, with but it feels a little early. Like we said, I just feel like you can wait and get one of these guys later.
2: Oh, how, how about Carl at this pick? Does that really fit? Mm-hmm. Is that reaching too much for him at this point? I mean, I know it'd be kind of a run on edges, but they're an important position. Jets have literally they have Shaq Thompson, uh John Franklin Myers as their starting edges. Yeah.
1: I mean, I do think that this is where we're really start starting to see some divergence from our Broncos top eleven yesterday, or whenever you guys listen to it, to the actual mock, where now positions like corner, edge, receiver are going to be pushed up even a little more. Um, I don't mind the Karlaftis, I don't mind the wide out pick, but I do think there is a bit more urgency to hit edge and even corner at this spot because the wide receiver depth is just like continuous. Um and so I would mean, you go Stingley or Carlaftis? You think of that solid defense, I think Karlaftis is the one you'd value a lot more. Uh and you can kind of find that lanky zone press corner later on, you know. Okay.
2: So I go, Carla. There you go.
1: Three edges and a tackle. It's that kind of class. I think we're staying true to, to the the talent is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's close out this top five. Five is the giants. they edge receiver, quarterback, tackle linebacker. Yeah. And kind of retaining everyone. So it seems like Daniel Jones, they're running it back. Um, Drake London would be a lot of fun. Drake London would be a ton of fun. Um, As would Jameson Williams. The linebackers, we know they never draft linebackers high. That's hilarious because when they did, they built one of the greatest defenses of all time under Bill Parcells. Um, I think Stingley would firmly be... I I mean, I think it's it's those kind of diva perimeter positions you're looking at. So it's London, Williams, Stingley for the GM. Even though they I probably like, should go O-line and you can make yeah, a real case for I was going to say cross. they probably
0: should go interior O-line or pick up one of these other tackles. But Linderbaum, for instance, I mean, you could just go ahead and get yourself the, the best interior lineman in the draft and
1: potentially, you know, an all-pro for the next decade. And you'll see that mocked, you know. And, I mean, they do have Tony. They do have Saquon Barkley. They do have Edvin Ingram. Jeez, maybe Drake London is kind of that guy who all of a sudden you have that number one outside and he kind of gives everything more shape and everything falls into place. So I'll, I'll go Drake London on this. one. I I like it too. I, uh, I just like the idea of him and Galladay together. Like we have those two good on point. the outside and then you've got Tony running around and Slayton running around all the, I, I really think that that's a good fit. I don't um, know that it's the I'm, right pick, but I think that it's what they'll do.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm with it, but I just want to throw it out there. I mean, we've seen these speed receiver guys always go way earlier than yeah. most other receivers and kind of top five-ish in this range. Do we see Jamison Williams here instead?
0: I <sighs> mean, if he goes off in the playoffs and, you know, scores a oh. couple of touchdowns yep. and does, you know, a couple of 50 yard
1: bombs and he's just on all the highlights, then probably so. For any other team, I'd probably say yes, but they have Tony. Right. That's why I thought London,
0: too. I, you know, I'd probably rather have Williams just be, with his ability to stretch the field and the concerns coming off the injury. But I mean, even at 80, 90%, Drake London is
1: probably still a really, really, really good NFL receiver. Well, that's the other thing. Will Will he run a 40? that's blazing or will he not because he's still recovering from the injury and you know how that works out man marquise brown even dt it's kind of like well they can't run a 40 but trust me this guy ran in the four threes you know like then then the the urban legend begins it's almost uh it's probably uh, better uh, to not run it and just have the you know well look
0: how fast he was when he was healthy oh he ran a four four for sure
2: yeah yeah exactly London was a broken bone though, right? Like he wasn't anything crazy with like a ligament um, or anything. I think that's right. I don't think it was an ACL or anything. Yeah. I'd be fine know. with him here. Oh well, yeah, right.
1: broken right ankle, that's right. That's a tough
0: Which, one though, especially at the receiver position, right. but right. I still feel better about it than if it was a knee or something like that.
1: Right. And, and, and it's not like Degenerate, degenerate, reoccurring issues to his back, like Mike Williams had. You know, those are all hammy, terrifies you for wide receivers and especially corners. This one's a little more like, okay, let's let's hope that surgeon's good and the rehab is solid, and you you should be all right. Drink London, not to uh, make a crass transition. Plus seventy five hundred on DraftKings Sportsbook right now to be the first overall pick in the oh. draft. You can find all those lines, Justin, on DraftKings Sportsbook, the King of Sportsbook. Well, That's what I want to just say is, I mean,
0: the NFL season, it is winding down. The playoffs are going to be here before you know it. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL offers are getting even more amazing. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. If they do, you're going to win $200 in free bets. Don't miss out on this action. $5 to turn into $200. That is insane. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get some NFL action with the same game parlay. This is where you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So go ahead and download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NFL, on any NFL team. Excuse me. Win 200 in free bets if they're victorious. That promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older in Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call
1: 1-800-552-4700. Also, I want to tell you guys about Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, if you're looking oh. to get your teeth cleaned and you're in the Denver metro area, or if like you're just in town for some reason and you want to go to the best dentist while you're here, take advantage right. of your time here, get out to Lakewood. Uh, and go to Green Mountain Dental Group. They, they do great work out there. It's 15 minutes away from downtown Denver. Uh, huge Colorado sports fans. and They're big supporters of us too. We've had a bunch of our listeners go out there and tell us what a great time they had and how great their teeth were feeling and all those good things that people say when they like their dentist. So uh, listen to them, get out there, and go get your free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray exam with Green Mountain Dental Group. It's, a, uh, I mean, just makes a great deal even better. So make sure you get in on that and let us know when you go. Tweet at us, do all that sort of stuff because we appreciate seeing it. You heard the man. It is the perfect time
0: too to go get your teeth cleaned. Big part of staying healthy, keeping a clean mouth. Obviously a lot of crap going around. Nobody better than our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. But the sixth pick, the New York Jets, who are picking courtesy of Seattle from that Jamal Adams trade. So it goes New York Jets, New York Giants, New York Jets. Way too much New York, if you New ask York, me. New York, baby. And
1: we're going to get <laughs> another true. pick They want to be a
0: part of it. <laughs> um, the Jets, I mean, who did we take last time? We gave them Carlaftis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, So I would imagine, I mean, you could double up defensively here and and add Stingley, and all of a sudden, you know, your defense isn't looking in really good. You could also get some weapons for Zach Wilson,
1: but I'm going to go ahead and throw Stingley out there because I think corner makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they just need more talent there. I'm going to say Kyle Hamilton for that Salah defense might be more valuable in that cover three. Now you've got your edge. And uh, Kyle Hamilton gets sprinkled in. Karlaftis Hamilton, maybe two guys who, ah, man, two picks in the top six, you came away with Karlaftis Hamilton. Meh. I kind
2: of love that to rebuild that Jets defense, though. Especially together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they drafted uh, <clears throat> that guy, Hamza Nassarildin, the safety from Florida State last year. That they right. kind of... Uh, and they moved into linebacker, actually, so <laughs> they're... Yeah. They're interested in that type of um, that player that is able to kind of fill multiple roles. I think that's a good fit. Let's, Let's go
1: Kyle Hamilton. You flip me. Well, All right. Panthers at seven. It starts. It starts. It's where start. it gets weird. Yeah. Quarterback. You, yeah, no. I was going to say. No, I mean, it, it has to begin. It has to begin. And, you know, man, the more I think about it, Kenny Pickett's the guy who early on when I was doing this as a dude, I really, really would have liked. Um, because, look, quarterback's a weird position where it's, um, you know, the, the traits that can be coached up doesn't always work out that way. Um, I mean, I don't need to tell Broncos fans. Like, it, there are things Teddy does where it's like, man, 10-year vet in this league should have that down but sometimes there's just not that you know the dots don't connect it just doesn't happen um pickett's not like a gunslinger but he's uh he's very competent in the pocket and um you know like he's got see, he's gonna extend plays he can play in cold weather I really think this is as high as his stock's going to go and his stock's going to fall during the draft process, especially with the hand size and other stuff. And I think we're seeing like smaller QBs and some of the issues with durability. I mean, Baker, Russ, Kyler, those guys, once their lower half isn't 100% and they can't make up for that lack of size, we always talk about that, right? Traits are just extra margin of error. And those guys don't have extra margin of error, and Pickett's going to be the same way in my mind. That said, today, December 29th, if I were to like bet large sums of money, this is probably where I'd be leaning at seven for the Panthers. I think that's the important distinction,
0: right? It's not necessarily that, you know, four months from now, Kenny Pickett is going to be the first quarterback taken after we get the combine and the senior bowl and the entire evaluation process, but. Based on what we saw from this year, based on everybody's stock and, and taking it into account, he's probably QB1 at this moment in time. I think he does make sense with Carolina, a guy that can run around, improvise. You got Christian McCaffrey who, you know, just kind of let him run around, dump it off to him on the edge and just see what happens, do some schoolyard bullshit type stuff in the NFL that we right. seem to it, it just it's making more of an appearance. So Kennedy Pickett makes sense. You don't have to to sell me any further.
2: Yeah, it would just be interesting to see who they bring in as offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I think that could potentially swing it. But yeah, I'd like pick it here. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I think that's through. solid. I think. Well, I yeah. If Kyle Hamilton was still there, I would I could make a case for that being kind of the last piece of that secondary, but that's the other thing. It's a pretty solid program. Like they've got yeah. a lot of needs kind of patched up. So of all the teams, like them and Denver are some of the ones in the top 11 that can, like, kind of take that swing. Yep. Could they use a receiver? They could. But I mean, mean, they've loaded up. They've got a lot of guys, too. They brought Anderson, a lot of DJ guys. Moore, Terrace Marshall. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. yeah right. I guess it solid. I you believe in Terrace Marshall. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: But I mean, how many, like, guys are going to be underpaid in free agency? How many guys will be available? And day two and three, you know. The Tim um, Patricks of the world. Right, and McCaffrey's going to make that transition to wide receiver
0: slowly, but surely anyways. Mm-hmm. You have to, because you can't just, he can't keep taking those hits between the tackles exactly. and losing him for 12 to 13 games a year. It just doesn't make sense. I mean,
1: I think that's always kind of been the plan anyways. So. Giants again. New York, New, New York, York New Carolina, York. New York. We gave him Drake London, right? Yep. The okay i mean they they have invested in andrew thomas and nate Solder. will hernandez has been disappointing ekim yeah the guy everybody wanted in denver it turns out has not
0: really panned out
1: yeah for sure okay yeah. guys got we get too caught up in uh neck braces sometimes um <laughs> ekim ikwanu maybe could be shifted at guard and kind of an emergency plan to replace Solder or, I don't know, give Andrew Thomas some competition. You could throw Linderbaum into the conversation and just say he's one of
0: the most competent players available. A guy that you know you can just, from day one, is going to be able to start for you. I'm not sure how dire their need is at center. Or if, you know, could Linderbaum transition to guard?
1: Sure. Sh- Sure, you'd probably want to stick them at center. They've invested in Billy Price, um, but, you know, nothing. I, I think the other consideration here would be uh, David Ojogbo. Mm-hmm. You know, that the the interior of that line is fierce, but if you add a little more edge pop. And then Stingley is yep. kind of going to be a low-key consideration for every pick, just like the other top corners, you know, um, in this range. So, I think I'd go goes- Stingley. Stingley? Trey? What'd you say, Justin?
0: I, I'm just I'm taking everybody's picks.
2: I would go a jog
1: That feels like the most giants pick
2: at this point. Jake? Um, I'm kind of torn. I mean, is Gettleman coming back? Did they yeah. say that he's coming <laughs> yeah. back? Oh my god. Yeah. He, he's taking an, an edge then, or he's taking a lineman. So I'll take a jabbo. All right, a jabbo, it is. Another guy who could really blow up in
1: these playoffs, right? And right. now yeah, it's like... him eh.
0: a three-sack game against Georgia, and all of a sudden right. people are yep. like, are we yep. sure Hutchinson's even the best defensive player on his <laughs> yeah.
1: team? 100%. 100%. So now where it's like, eh, top eight, maybe... In, a, in two weeks, it could be like, oh, fuck, top five, lock him in. Um, okay, cool. Washington football team. Another group... Who
0: looks competent other weeks, but still seemingly needs a, a lot of talent, at least on the offensive side. I, I like some of those defensive pieces, but
1: Stingley vibes would be heavy. Yeah,
0: up. and if I, he's not going to fall out of the top ten, at least unless another corner just complete. Like one of these corners
1: is going to go top ten. Okay. Yeah, agree. They've, they've got to be tempted by a quarterback. Like I think is in any other draft players. they probably take one, but with Taylor Heineke, like he's he's 28 too. Like it's not like this is some young guy. You're like, oh yeah. It's like he's going to need to be replaced here at some point. And yeah. he's been solid though. I mean, you take him over Teddy probably. I just don't think that this spot there's a real upgrade. Uh-huh. You could go Matt Corral. I think that's where you know it's Corral and Pickett at this point in the mm-hmm. draft process have kind of separated themselves.
0: Well, and Heineke um, gives
1: you that flexibility, right? You don't necessarily yes. have
0: to throw Matt Corral out there week right. one.
1: Right. There are a few teams in here like Houston, like the Giants, like the Jets who are like, eh, we don't love what we've got, but we can run it back another year with this guy. And then there are teams like Carolina who are like, dude, we tried Cam Newton this year. We're desperate. We'll take anything.
0: <laughs> we got a dude from the XFL, 40-year-old Cam Newton, <laughs> right. Sam Darnold. Like we'll give a, give us anybody.
1: And a broken Sam Darnold. I just don't know if Stingley is a Ron Rivera defense fit, but they certainly need to add talent on the back end.
2: Mm-hmm. And and
1: I would I would look at uh Devin Lloyd too. That Bless you, Henry. Bless you. (laughs) Uh, Yes, the man who turned Luke Kuechly into an absolute stud and has uh, really made the best of some great linebackers. Now, they did draft Jordan Davis, right? Jamin Davis. Uh, Jamin. Jamin. Thank you. you. I mean, I almost like it better because of that. Yes, and I will remind you, Devin Lloyd can play Sam as well. He can Mm -hmm. be like, I, I don't think he's as far off as a pass rusher outside as some of these top four that were drafted ahead of him. We've
0: been pro Devin Lloyd for like two and a half years. We, I think we ha- he
1: has to go in a top 10 in our mock. Number nine, lock him in. That's a pick I
2: love for Ron Rivera.
1: Jake, you on him board? With,
2: yeah, him with Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, and then oh. you added Jamin Davis. That is a hell of a front seven, man. Yeah. yeah. Washington could
1: actually be fun. Could you imagine? It'd yeah. yeah. be crazy.
0: It would really bum me out if Devin Lloyd went a pick or two before Denver. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. know. He's already perfect. He knows the altitude wouldn't even bug him. He's used to it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Atlanta with the 10th pick. (sighs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, quarterback, obviously. Matt Corral could be a fit. Um, But I mean, receiver as well. In the offensive line, you could probably justify an upgrade, too.
2: It's been a while it since does. they added another
0: Bama, a Bama receiver. It could be Jamison Williams territory. <laughs>
2: yeah, they're due here.
0: Yeah, it's been, what, like three years? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, God. And yet the priority has to be defense, all jokes aside. Right? Yep. And, I mean, where to start? What's the best building block for this D? Could be Stingley could be Kobe Dean it could be Leal or someone in the trenches it's tough because I feel like where they're strongest defensively is probably with the corners um I mean it's tough because they really aren't strong anywhere but but yeah. that makes adding Derek Stingley a little bit tougher than adding I mean you've got Grady Jarrett right there what if you what if you throw to Marvin Leal next to him like you just I don't know I'm but still, Stingley's on the One board. Thing, He's so talented. How do you pass that up? Nicobe Dean or Jordan Davis, maybe. Yeah, right. Also considerations. Um, I think I'd go Lyle. I think I'd go Lyle. There's, uh, you know, we, we've talked about how the uh, def- defensive linemen, there's been kind of a lack of. And uh, Leal is another guy we've kind of, we kind of mentioned it yesterday. He could be, he could really rise in the process mm-hmm. with the kind of upside he has in athleticism. So in the NFC South for these Falcons, I'm going to go
2: Leal Jake. behind that. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the same. I don't, it's not sexy obviously, but I think that that's exactly what this team needs. They just need to kind of get back down to the basics and rebuild the trenches. Cause it's been, Uh, pretty rough over the last few years. Um, You get some versatility with layout. So, yeah. All right, lock it in.
0: DeMarvin layout with the 10th overall pick. We are going to get to the Broncos, but got a shout out our friends over at Manscaped. Ho, 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 fellas. Now you're nice. It's the season to perform Manscaped's best-selling product, the performance package 4.0. That's at the top of everyone's wish list. You didn't get it for the holidays. You can buy it yourself. Inside there, you're going to find the Lawnmower Body Trimmer, which is the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. The Weed Whacker, which is for your ears and nose. And I personally, I have come to love their body wash. The shampoo conditioner combo is great. It's got this earthy smell, makes me feel like I'm in the mountains, makes me feel like I'm right at home. Go to manscaped.com, use the code DNVR. Not only are you going to get 20% off your order, you're also going to get free shipping. We love Manscaped. You love Manscaped. Hit up our friends. All right, the moments we have all been waiting for. Drum roll, please. That was a terrible drum sound.
1: Denver Broncos with
0: the 11th pick. Oh, Their needs man. are all over the place, but also they have some flexibility, which is, is also is kind of a, a nice position to be in. People are going to be upset if we don't get a quarterback. People might be upset if we do get a quarterback because the choices
1: just aren't that great. I don't know. Where do we even start, Dre? I mean, so... Let's start with the best players available. We're looking at right now. I would say it starts with Stingley, who we've contemplated at every picks for two segments now. Um, probably second in my mind is Jamison Williams, who I would do Williams one, Stingley two. Yeah, in a in a right, just a raw board. Yesterday, I think Charles Cross or Jordan Davis might have been our highest ranked guys from the Boncos board we built and the Kobe Dean, I think uh, with Ike Mikwanu also would be in that best player available mix, right? Yeah, And then yeah, maybe somebody like
0: Garrett it. Wilson since they don't have that like tiny, speedy guy. Yeah. Not, I don't know. If
1: if you, if you were to take a quarterback here, who would it be? All the person we'll see. That, I mean, that, that's a cop out answer though, Dre. I mean you're right. But but in a vacuum.
2: Um Malik Wells.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. In a vacuum, I would take Malik That'd Williams. be really fun. Yeah. That would be fun. I'm, I really like Carson Strong. It's Too
0: high though.
1: You might be over. Yeah, you might be overdrafting them by like twenty spots. So. Yep. In this class, um, which is why Denver, Denver is a prime trade down candidate too. Prime trade down, and Henry's going to kind of survey the interwebs for us on that front. Um, but that's why it depends. Like, if I don't know, Greg Roman was your new head coach. Uh, yeah, you might want to go hard after uh, Malik Willis, and it'd be okay to overdraft him and just take him at eleven. If you, I don't know, you brought in some more modern college play caller, um, maybe you could sell me a little more on that corral, really being the guy to execute that RPO spread offense you're trying to bring in. You know, outside of that. I don't feel a ton of urgency. And if I missed out on those guys, I might just be okay with rolling the dice on a Carson Strong or even Desmond Ritter or Sam Howell, um, you know, a little later. I mean, you might be able to get Howell in like the fourth round when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. We're going to see. I think it's interesting that he has declared.
0: I
2: think. Somebody's um,
0: clearly telling him you're going to go, you know, top 90 or something.
2: I think he will when it's all said and done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he's one of those guys that he's just like built for the like shorts and t-shirt season. You know, when he's on the field just by himself running Mm -hmm. around, throwing the ball, I think it's going to be attractive to a lot of decision makers. Um, I mean, he lost a lot of talent this year too, man. You can't, you can't let that go. Yeah. And
1: I mean, if Kenny Pickett's kind of this year's Mac Jones, um, you know, Homeboy is kind of this year's Davis Mills. Like you can sell yourself on that former top recruit who did have that one good year. And like on you know, he's he's a one-read quarterback. You always fall in love with one-read quarterbacks because when they execute that one read, it looks it looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kenny Pickett's the opposite of that. He's like he has all the all the stuff that maybe matters, unless you coach them up, and then everyone else is just going to surpass it. So it sounds like, on principle, with
0: what we've seen out of these quarterbacks thus far, we believe eleven is too high for any of these guys. We a quarterback may end up going at eleven, just be, depending on you know who ends up running the offense. But are, we're not that. going to go quarterback today, then.
2: I mean, from a pure talent standpoint, uh, these guys that are available right now and picking at 11 would... It's not a not a great pick, I don't think. Agreed.
1: I maybe would have pulled the trigger had Pickett still been around. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I think I'd rather maximize um, other, like, real positions of value, you know? Whether that's the defensive line... Um, corner, your offensive tackle, which I think is probably the biggest priority here as far as like figuring out the play caller and quarterback situation because it's so reliant on that pass protection and stuff. Um, And I mean, God, N'Kobe Dean would be nice in this defense. Can't go wrong
0: with him. I'm going to say Charles Cross because of the point you just made. You have to solidify this offensive line before you can do anything. And I'm just so tired of the revolving door that's been right tackle for six years now. Like, get another one, move bowls over to the right side, let them be a a run blocker, and solidify that left side with cross.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I too think that it's just enough is enough. You got to patch that up. You just can't have drives be killed by poor play and pass pro. And I think you feel good about your interior. You've paid bulls and whatever it is, what it is. I think he's good enough um, at a position that's really
2: hard to play. And now you got to figure out that right tackle. So I love that. I'm all in. Yeah, if it's Charles not Price. quarterback, I think the biggest need absolutely is tackle. Um, if Peyton can resist taking one of these corners here, that remains to be seen. Yes. Um <laughs> but i think i'm still leaning charles cross i think that that's that, that's what i would do if i only think pickett would really be the only quarterback we're taking at 11 and you got to just fix the tackle situation i would love to pick jordan davis but i just don't think i could do it in like good conscience mm-hmm. i think i'd take stingley here i think
1: the just the the talent there at cornerback is too too much to pass up um Especially when you just like look at the future of that position. You've got some old guys there, but you're spending a lot of money on having them. And if you had two good corners locked down on those contracts for a few years, it'd be really nice. And, I mean, they've needed all those guys, too. Like, it's not like... I mean, if they didn't have whoever, Kyle Fuller, then, sure, he he hasn't played well, but then you're going to see, I don't even know, Nate Harrison out there quite a bit this season instead. Oh. Like, you, yeah. you've got to have some depth there. And, and I think that... You can either build depth by just getting some mediocre guys to be your fourth corner, or you can just add another to the top. And I think with Stingley sitting there, that'd be my move. It's definitely an immediate need, even though they added so much this past off season. Um, so was Stingley your top rated corner, Hank? Andrew Booth was, but now okay. under the pressure of this situation, you see Stingley <laughs> sitting there. It's like, Boy, would I feel dumb if I took Andrew Booth with Derek Stingley sitting there at this point, and Stingley goes on to be what he could be.
2: Um, what is the I don't know off the top of my head, what does the tackle situation look like for free agency, though? Like, is there anyone worth considering? That's all probably not. I mean, it's tackle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then I mean, if this pick was owned by the Packers in a Rodgers trade or even the Seahawks. Not sure I'm killing myself over not having it. And then Especially you assume you have the the day two picks. Right. And then you assume next year's first is just going to be a really low first rounder anyways. Um I think that's a blow you can kind of you can kind of survive. Now, if they were a little closer to in that top 10, maybe it gets trickier. Is there so you mentioned Devin Lloyd I would agree with you, Justin. that's the guy I'm kicking myself most that we didn't we weren't able to have dropped to us. Is there anyone else here that you're I don't know that you really would be perfect for the Broncos or you'd even try to finangle a trade to move up in in this hypothetical world?
0: maybe a Jabo if he was there at like nine mhm. Mm-hmm. Just because I think he immediately comes in and, and fills a need for you. He's more versatile than Hutchison. We've already talked about that. He can play standing up or, you know, in, on, on the ground. And I just, I love this game, man. He's got a relentless motor.
2: Yeah. Kyle it's Hamilton,
1: trend. though, you guys can keep going. No, go ahead. Okay. Kyle Hamilton slipped to six in this one. If he had fallen to like eight or nine, then die could totally justify trading up for him.
2: I think he it's very similar fun. to last year. I mean, especially even with the the pick numbers. I mean, the Panthers are picking at seven. I think you really got to watch and see what they do um, in this. So given what we just did, if they didn't pick, pick it instead, I think that's one of the guys definitely, um, you know, you're only going up three spots at most to eight to go get that quarterback. Um, you have the extra t- day two picks. Um if he gets past Carolina, I think that's definitely a guy to to monitor growing up and getting do you think you could that would be
0: enough to move from eleven to eight day two picks because i I still wonder if you'd have to throw in your first next year, which may not be the end of the world either if especially if you end up getting you know Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, but I don't think oh. it'd take a first
1: yeah, in yeah, this draft I'll... especially unless you're talking quarterbacks, it probably isn't right mm-hmm
2: even ahead, about, I don't remember anyone really trading up in the first round last year um i don't know if well, you san fran remember. right but i mean like in drafts like oh draft night like yeah on the yeah. on the draft night um and i don't think it was anything or uh did dallas move up for oh no i can't remember man but i mean three picks is not too crazy to really move up i don't think the Bears made that move for fields, and I think that cost them a few future That's right. first.
1: Um, I don't know. Uh, what trade-down scenarios would you be looking at, Henry? Anything that appeals to you? Well, I mean, no. We talked about this before. This simulator sends you awful deals. So, for example, like if the Broncos wanted to go from the 11th pick to the 24th, they could pick up number 56 as well. Okay, If they want to go that's 25th, great. they get 58. They can go down to 14, drop three spots, pick up a fourth and a sixth. That's so, a little more appealing. That's what you're looking at. Yeah, because again, you know, if you don't get cross, you're okay with who who is kind of a different vibe at right tackle anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and like him blocking for Javante Williams might just be an identity offensively that I could really... Buy into Nakoby Dean could still drop, you'd still have some of those top corners drop to you. If you drop to the mid-20s or even early 20s, though, you're looking at yet another tier of talent here. And I don't know, that drop off might be a little tough to stomach. Especially if you're only picking up a late second. Like I feel like if you're dropping down to like 24 or 25, then you should also be getting picked like 27 or 28.
2: Think the Eagles could be a team to watch here. Do they really have three first-round picks? Yeah, and they're all within five picks at this point.
0: <laughs> it's like Philly, the Giants, and the Jets are going to make up like twenty-five percent of the first round.
2: If you get- Philly has three first-round picks, I think. I mean, especially that close together, they'd have to move up. I'd imagine, right? You don't just sit there with three picks right next to each other. I mean, I mean depends on how
0: much they
1: like their quarterback, right? The thing is, what who. Who are teams urgently moving up to trade up to? Jameson
2: Williams is right there.
1: Jameson Williams would be a That's true. But the Eagles do have nothing but speed at wide receiver. That's <laughs> it's like they
2: could things. use Drake London more than they could use Jamison Williams. Right. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, what about Olave? They missed out on Justin Jefferson. Same kind of player.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, before we close this out. <sighs> Do you guys have any candidates for someone who could move up into the top 11 with some really good playoffs? Um, the two guys who stand out to me would be the Cincy dudes, but I'd say Mijay Sanders. If he has a big, big day against Bama, um, especially with the run on edge rushers, he's a dude who all of a sudden could be in that top 15 mix. Uh It, it sounded... Like, Daxton Hill isn't traveling to, to the college football playoff. Or there was at least, like, a rumor or something. But but he's one who I would throw in that category. He does mm-hmm. safety from Michigan, just like a freak athlete, former five-star. He
0: goes Being and gets to two picks in two games. Why not? Yeah.
2: Well, then- I think this is a big
0: game for Ahmad Gardner, right? I mean, yeah. going up against somebody like Jameson Williams, yeah, he has the potential to kind of cement himself as a top two or three corner in this class with a nice performance here
2: and ritter um a couple here i mean if evan Neal, i think has a great playoff he could definitely catapult himself to number one talk right um and then i think we kind of buried the lead honestly what about desmond ritter what if he kind of goes off especially against bama of all teams yep i mean that stock just through the roof yeah for sure
0: could also tank if, you know,
2: he you just can't deal with the pressure. That's true. It could, yeah. be, it could be very impressive or very ugly.
1: There are yeah. some Malik Willis games that were like that. I can't remember who he played. One of the times they played like a decent opponent, you turn it on and you're just like, oh yeah, this is what this looks like. And you get that like, mm-hmm. there's a reason that the offensive line is getting beat up and he's being chased around. And so he's missing, through. but there, there could also be a back to reality game for sure. Yeah, right? I think those guys are the big ones. And then Jordan Davis, whose stock's been a little all over the place lately, I think could restore some stuff here.
0: Will Anderson potentially putting himself in the conversation for like top five going into
1: next year if he blows up. Right, doing what Thibodeau did at the end of last exactly. season. Yeah, beautiful. There you go. This uh, Did we settle on a pick? No, we didn't. It mm. was three for Cross, one for Stingley is what we settled on. Yeah, so I guess cross. That's... If you had to guess who George Payton drafts today with how things unfolded in the top ten, would you stick with cross? Would you go another direction? I'm still going with Stingley. I think he he feels very Paytony. y.
2: Yeah.
0: I almost I, again... wonder if it's like a mod Gardner instead, though. That's what I was going to say. Maybe you drop down to like 14, add another pick, and then you just take them on Gardner at like 14 or 15.
2: I mean, obviously a ton in play here, but, um, I mean, if they hire, uh, I don't know, Joe Brady as offensive coordinator, you know, um, I think the need immediately becomes a lot more pressing for quarterback, Mm -hmm. um, could potentially see them reach. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Man, if
1: it was George Payton, gun to my head, I think I would say it stinkly. That 2019 tape, man. That Mm -hmm. we always get away right from the most recent tape and then that starts to seep in and yeah.
0: And that's what's, you know, some general manager, he's going to talk himself into it just to be like, you want to know what LSE was kind of a mess in 2020 and 2021. You know, we already talked about yesterday, the whole Eli Rick situation. You can talk yourself into saying, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't there, but that whole defense was a mess. You know, they weren't coached well. We get him in the right system. We coach him up. All of a sudden, he's a star.
2: Right. Put on the tape of the national championship game a couple of years ago. He's out there covering Justin Ross, T. Higgins. T. Higgins just went off last weekend. So all right. You now you see that. Yeah, hard to hard to deny,
1: ignore that. Go Tigers! Stingley would be a lot of fun. Having if we, it would be it be like having Aqib Tlaib and Chris Harris again. I mean, they gotta they got play up to that level, but I mean that'd be that'd be the dream. And that was that's that's a really fun team to have when you just have two lockdown guys. I think we've just explained why Stingley's. Probably more likely to go in the top ten than to drop, out, <laughs> right? <probably. laughs> right? Because um, in this class, he's he's cl- much closer to top four, top three upside, right? Especially uh-huh. at that position. Well, um, we said at the beginning he's not going to drop out of the top
0: ten. He did happen to just with the way that this played out, but he's going to be a top ten pick unless he has a scandal or you know what I mean, Some injury late in the process, something like
1: that. But yeah, yeah, my, I mean, my. Peyton's pick 1B is probably Sauce Gardner. Like, I do think that might just be. I like be him a
0: lot, dude, literally. especially if you could get him later. Um, I like him a lot.
1: It's going
2: to be tons of fun to see him in the playoffs. So.
1: The Draft Network
2: stingly comps to Stephon Gilmore. So, just throwing that out there. It's not bad. Not bad. Pretty, uh, pretty decent player. <laughs> no,
1: not bad at all. All right, fellas. I think uh, that's going to do it. Love this double pod uh, this week, and um, best of luck to everyone on their picks and scouting up some some prospect this uh, New Year's and New Year's Eve. And uh, you know, happy New Year to everyone. And stay safe out there, folks. You fellows first and foremost. Yep.